0: And nothing to within eight and with a chance to tie in the closing seconds on Fox. End zone. Fire Incomplete. Vikings win it. Minnesota held on to beat Pittsburgh 36-28. I'm Dave Anthony.
1: This is Fox News. Don't drive around with a banged up car. When you have an accident, take it to Brown's Body Shop in Winchester. Let Steve and Steve get it looking like new again with a lifetime guarantee. They're Franklin County's oldest body shop. Check them out on Facebook. They now accept all major debit and credit cards. You decide who repairs your automobile, not the insurance company. 967-1755. 967-1755. They'll fix it like it was their own. Browns Body Shop, 710 South College Street, Winchester, Tennessee. Franklin County's listening to Wiseman Media. Eagle 94.5 WZYX Radio. It's time for You Ought to Know with host Alan Clark. Hey,
2: it is Alan Clark, and this is You all to Know, your program from 9 to 11 this morning. And we've got a special one for you today, a COVID-19 panel that's organized and hosted by our friends, Dr. Brad Shapiro and his wife, <laughs> Melissa. So she's going to take over right now for the next
3: two hours, and this ought to be great. Brad? Yes, sir. Thanks for the intro. This is going to be a great show. We are super excited. Uh, just to give you a, a uh, an understanding of what we're trying to do, this is designed to be a panel <clears throat> of different perspectives on COVID, masks, vaccines, mandates, just all those things that we're all talking about right now. Um, and we have a very special group of people. I'm just excited to... Uh, to see how the conversation evolves. I wanna encourage everybody on the front end to call in, call in with questions, call in with comments, call in with just different ideas, uh, different things that we may have not thought about because we want this to be a safe place where we can talk about the good, bad, and the ugly related to COVID. Um, but before we get started, I wanna get a standard disclaimer. Uh, standard disclaimer, please understand that we are not trying to treat you over the airwaves. So if you do have a healthcare concern, whether it's COVID or anything else, please seek out a health care provider of your choice, whether it's chiropractor like myself and Dr. Jerry Anderson, a medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, whatever the case may be, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. So we'll go ahead and get started. I'm gonna give some quick intros. I don't know how much I'll really say um, because we got some big personalities with some great insights. Um, but first we have uh, Dr. Jerry Anderson. Hello. Good morning, sir how are you doing great you doing? so dr jerry anderson you guys if you've heard me in the past i bought uh, the clinic from dr jerry anderson we first moved to this area great guy he's been a great mentor to me great friend um, a lot of what i do clinically is because of this man because of the things he's taught me and um, he's he's also a vivacious learner He's a, a bit of a wild man, he's a pilot. Um, I call him the renaissance man because he's a saxophonist, he's a pilot, he's a singer, he's a chiropractor. He can do the two-step, just about everything you can imagine. Um, but I think he's going to offer some great insights.
4: You're very kind. <laughs> the, the rest of the panel, I'm just honored to be with guys. <laughs>
3: yeah, well thank you, thank you. Uh, second guest is Keith Hayes. Keith Hayes is the CEO of Viam, Viam Manufacturing in Manchester. So to put that in perspective, Viam is a global organization, um, and the Viam in Manchester, from what I understand, is, is one of their most successful plants. Um, Keith is, uh, like I said, a CEO, so he's an executive. For those of you that have heard me in the past, I was raised by top executives, and I just have a huge appreciation for their ability to sift through large amounts of data, push back the noise, the hype, the emotion, and just make, uh, just make good decisions based on the data that they have. And so Keith has spent a ton of time looking at all kinds of data related to COVID-19. Um, he also has a long history of looking at data related to clinics. You know, I, I, I see patients, along with Brittany, at the Viam Clinic on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And we also work with uh, Vicki Jones and Sonia, so we make a great team clinically. But but I, I say all that to say clinics are no... Uh, they're no new thing to Keith Hayes he's looked at numbers he's looked at uh, the amount of people that have been tested with COVID um, in the clinic he's looked at all kinds of data and so I think you're gonna find his insights just very very intriguing um, and he's not afraid to say what he thinks so that's always fun too but uh, good morning sir
5: good morning to you, Doc so <laughs> yeah so so to let you know what Doc said we also have our own medical clinic for our employees so um, Anything I say will be data-driven. It won't be opinionated. And uh, so we'll uh, we'll share actually uh, Viam's real data with you. And, um, you know, hopefully we can draw some conclusions j- just based off of data. And, and it's not, not data that's uh, made up or not. It's not hearsay, so it's actual data.
3: Hallelujah to that. That's exciting because I think a lot of people are not sure what to think or what to trust. But like Keith just said, this is actual data. We are sharing actual information with you guys. Um, and then last but not least, my beautiful wife, Melissa <laughs> Shabiro. So you may be wondering... You know why she's a part of the show, but um, Melissa has all kinds of great insights with healthcare. If you can imagine, thirteen years ago, she married a crazy chiropractor, had no background in this stuff, and we talked a lot about different issues, including issues that relate to to current circumstances like COVID. Um, when Melissa would challenge me on things, I would just tell her, "Hey, babe, just do your own research." And buddy, she did and it was um, it's just amazing the stuff that she's learned. She also has a strong media background, and so she can speak to some of the ways that, that we're seeing things presented through television and through some of those venues. She, so. was, she was a meteorologist <laughs> for Fox News. Yes,
6: I was, yes, yes. nine years.
3: <laughs> I think somebody called in here. Yes, we got our first phone call. Okay. Hello? Hey, good morning. Good morning. I'm so
2: glad you guys are on the radio. It's got some good topics going. I'd like to pose a question, uh, not a tough one, but I, I guess it's something that's on everybody's mind. This COVID, um, why are the doctors promoting this if, I mean, if, if there's a problem? I mean, if there's a concern with this? Like they all get the, they get the shot, they get the shot. Uh, they say, hey, you need to get the shot. But why, why is there such controversy about the shot?
3: That's a great question. So why is there such controversy around the shot? And why do they continue to promote it if there is that level of controversy? Does that make, is that a fair way to and say your question? Yes. I, and, I, and again, if I, get, if I could insert something else, it seems I've all started with the political campaign last year where one party said they were for and one against it. Gives. Could it be that simple? Or is there something else to it? Well, what do you think, Doc?
4: That's a wonderful question, and I think the question has answered itself. Uh, The the caller just said, uh, seems like there was a political connection. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's uh, I was thinking about it. I put it this way. It was February of 2020, and things weren't making any sense unless for some strange reason certain so-called health authorities actually wanted a pandemic to happen. That's unthinkable in America. Sure. But they were ignoring. I mean, and there was no vaccine. Oh, we're not going to have a vaccine for two to five years, and what do you do about it? Well, just nothing you can do. Go home and stay home and, you know, hide in the basement, you know, cover up your head, you know, wear a mask all the time. Don't do anything. Don't see anybody. Don't get close to anybody. This was their advice. I mean, this, not to mention the social, uh, psychological, mental, emotional, spiritual consequences of that kind of thinking. Sure. But. There was what do you do?
3: So they weren't offering well, any solution well,
4: just, yeah. other
3: than just wait on the vaccine.
4: I used to do quite a bit of flight instructing and I learned one thing uh, that will kill you faster than anything in the world and that's panic.
7: yeah mm-hmm.
4: you get somebody who panics in a situation and makes a bunch of wrong moves it's hard to recover. And so here we were with uh, oh, yeah. uh, a system that seemed to be actually encouraging See how much panic. More- and um, yeah, that was very troubling to me. So anyway, yeah, I'm afraid there was a political mean, connection. I agree
2: with what you're saying. Uh, but one more question, if I could. How sure. Is it different from like when I was little that you had, you had to have these immunizations
5: before you went to school and so forth? How? I mean, why is
2: it? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm vaccinated because I had to. My wife, uh, under the premise that she had pre existing conditions, you know, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to tell her what they were saying. So I did it. And I guess there's two questions. One, what do I have to worry about because I've, done, I've had the injections. And secondly, how does it differ from when I went to
3: school when I was little for whatever immunizations we had to take? I'm going oh, to let my beautiful wife mm-hmm. handle that one.
6: Yeah, that's actually a myth. Um, it is, you know, that's one of the arguments we've heard lately is, you know, there's with the mandate because, oh, you're mandated to have immunizations to go to school. And that's actually not true. Um, every single state in the country offers exemptions. All 50 states offer medical exemptions, 48 offer religious exemptions. Um, so if you as a parent decide that you do not want to vaccinate your child, you completely have that right and you are still allowed to go to public school. Um, you just, it's, it's the same form that, you know, every other kid gets filled out at the doctor's office. There's just a box up in the top right corner that says, I choose an exemption and the doctor signs off on it, and as long as the school has that on file, you don't have to be vaccinated to attend public school or private school most of the time. Of course, private schools have the ability to um, make their own decisions, but as far as public school, um, it, it's a myth that you have to be vaccinated to go to school.
4: There's yeah. also the word experimental.
6: Yeah.
5: This is an experimental vaccine.
6: Yeah. yeah I, th- I think
5: one of, your, one of your questions that you asked, sir, where you said uh, what do you have to lose by taking the vaccine, uh, sadly enough, I, I don't think we nor you know the answer to that question uh, because there is no long, long-term testing on this vaccine. And, and I also ask you to um, just think about everybody that's telling you to take that vaccine. It was an interesting guy I was listening to the other day. He uh, everyone, Every person telling you to take a vaccine has something to gain. There's there is a monetary gain by everybody's telling you to take a vaccine. And I'm not talking about doctors. I, I know some of those doctors believe in it, but they're being told what they believe by Pfizer or Moderna or whatever. And those are people that have huge money to gain off of this vaccine. So so everybody that is speaking and and I'm I'm not saying we're anti-vaxxers. I I think that's a personal decision everybody has to make. Well said. Uh, but everybody that's telling you a reason that you may want to have some reservation they have nothing to gain uh... they're, they're not telling you to take anything uh... so that so they're not telling you to go out and they're not peddling you vitamin d or whatever even though they're saying it's proven that vitamin d greatly reduces your your chances but they're not selling you anything so they have everything to lose because they just get total abuse
4: can i interpose this real quickly keith I would recommend to the caller and, and the rest of the audience, investigate the book, The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy, Jr. I'd check that book out because he's got the, he's got data, I mean, it just, and the good news is you don't have to listen to, but about the first uh, four-word chapter and a half, and you know what's going on at least quite a bit, I, I recommend that book as, as a, a, a way to get answers to other parts of the caller's question.
3: That's a great point, Doc. Because um, we want to, part of what we want to do with this stuff too is to help people make informed decisions, and that's a great resource for people to refer to. And, you know, check out that book. Yeah, check out some of these things, and then draw your own conclusions. Yes,
4: in this book, Kennedy seems to have divorced himself from politics. Uh, period. I mean, he he's not very kind to former President Trump, and he's he's really highly critical of the current. You know, powers that be. Uh, but anyway, I think it'd be a good good thing to check out.
3: That's great. Well, thank well, you for I, calling in. I appreciate you all taking these
2: issues head on, and I'm, I look forward to hearing some more subjects.
0: So, but I, I do appreciate it, and you have a great holiday season.
3: You thank take, you, take sir, you too. Thank
4: <laughs> you.
0: Take <laughs>
4: care. Oh, Keith, you mentioned the vitamin D. You know, in, in February, when this vac- when the uh, the COVID uh, quote pandemic was really getting started what did what did we do doc we ordered cod liver
1: oil
4: just a quick story boxes and boxes. I had, I had a, a patient many many years ago I hadn't been in practice too long wonderful patient one of my all-time favorites but her daughter was a nutritional researcher in California and she said you know my daughter told me that she thinks the reason that viruses epidemics run rampant through daycares and schools and churches and all this, is because people abandoned the practice they had, I guess since the 1918 flu, of granny or mother giving everybody a dose, a tablespoon of cod liver oil every day, the dreaded cod liver oil. And we're not talking about castor oil, the laxative. We're talking about cod liver oil, the vitamins A and D supplement and the omega-3 and everything. And she said, I believe that that's why the viruses tend to really get going and So anyway, I thought, "Hmm, okay, I think I'll get some cod liver oil. I got Mm -hmm. some emulsified Mm -hmm. cod liver oil and kept it on hand. About six months later, unfortunately, I came down with a cold Mm -hmm. and knocked it out in two days with this stuff. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe my response. All the many health food things i tried all throughout the years. Well, anyway, that worked wonderfully well. I cannot say that it works 100% of the time in every infection you get. But I have seen some really good results with a lot of them, and so recommended it to patients over the years. Mm-hmm. And so when this virus of unknown origin and unknown characteristics came along, I thought, uh, let's default to trying to make the body healthier, boost the immune response with vitamin D. And sure enough, in May 2020, Northwestern University Medical School did a, did a little data research. Ten nations throughout the, the world Uh, They checked for a common denominator, sort of a correlation as to who was getting COVID, who was dying of COVID. They found some correlations. All right. The number one, I think it was a whopping 97% of the people who were dying with COVID were vitamin D deficient. Mm -hmm. Now, why, why was this not broadcast, I mean, worldwide, instantly?
5: Yeah. Not, not only not broadcast, but Surprise. it's funny if you go today. Uh, so, like I tell you, I study the healthcare insurance, mm-hmm. and we're we're self-funded today, so we're not tied into an insurance company. But if you were, if you were, I don't care who your insurance provider is today—Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Cigna, United Healthcare—if you're covered by one of those companies, go get you a physical today, and they'll draw your blood. And you will not know if you're vitamin D deficient.
1: So,
5: so go and request. So, when Doctor Shapiro does, uh, when when Doctor Shapiro does your physical and he gets your blood work to set you up with a vitamin, rhythm, you'll know what le- your your vitamin D is. But you pay for that out of your pocket because the insurance. So, not only, in and and I have several doctors that I speak with regularly. If you ask any doctor. Is a low level of vitamin D a, a factor in COVID? Every one of them will tell you yes. Yes. If I, I don't care who they are, and if they're listening on this, they will tell you it's 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 well known. Mm-hmm. So why so why we knew this in 2020? Why today in 2021? If you go get a physical, has somebody not asked the healthcare people? You should check their vitamin D as, a, as, a, as one of those particles you're checking for when you do their blood. Well, well, they, Keith, don't want to, they don't want it to. Keith, it's not just
4: a matter of COVID, but vitamin D health and healthy breast tissue in women, healthy yep. prostate, healthy GI tract.
3: Immune system function. Yes. Everything.
4: Health, healthy gut, healthy skin.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: And, and we're not paying more attention to that.
6: Well, and so many people are deficient, too. Like when we, when our patients get their blood work done, I'm the one who enters it in. And yeah. I'm telling you, like 90-plus percent of people are vitamin D deficient. And
4: not only that, but if it's down around 30, mm-hmm. well, you're not exactly deficient. A little low. That's not good, folks. It needs to be up at a therapeutic level. Yep. It needs to be up around 60, 70 or more in order to be therapeutic.
3: Yeah, I, I know one of the doctors that I talked to at a um, well-known hospital. I won't mention where, but when this first happened... One of the things they were doing, and, and per this doctor, it was knocking out COVID left, right, and sideways, is they would put patients on about 100, 150,000 units of vitamin D per day. So to put that in perspective, I normally recommend about five to 10,000 a day. They were putting people on 150,000 a day, but it was knocking out, according to this doctor, knocking out COVID left, right, and sideways, and then that protocol was just completely abandoned. Guess
4: who takes 10,000 units of vitamin D a day?
3: dr fauci
4: you win the sixty-four thousand dollars. <laughs> that's exactly right yeah. now yeah. why is that not big news yes it seems like that ought to be big news
3: i agree and one of the things too doc um you know i think you and i both understand that suppression of information that's something we've seen from a healthcare perspective and from a chiropractic perspective for a long long time we've never seen it on this scale well, what we're seeing with covid but the suppression of information that could save lives and it really help people, this is a uh, this is a game that's been going on for a long time. This is just a higher scale.
4: Well, Dr. Brad, now that you mention it, in the Kennedy book, he doesn't pull any punches. Yeah. He says that it was an intentional suppression of therapeutics to sell a vaccine. Yeah. I, mean, just, I don't I don't mean to be a, yeah, spoiler alert there. There's a lot more in there to read in this. Yeah. But this is Robert Kennedy.
5: Yeah. Oh. but you know it's i I think with the media um, yeah, I don't think you ever have to worry what they're telling you because it's easy when they're when they're speaking <laughs> what you have to worry about is what they don't tell you and that, that's what I'm trying to say yeah. Dr. fauci has had numerous opportunities to tell you how much vitamin D he's taken and he and he hasn't done it so there's a reason he hasn't done that that's intentional
4: well not only that guys but Pierre Colby dr Colby a, a great doctor that the CDC actually commissioned to look for crossover repurposed drugs that might be used. There are no vaccine. What we're going to do? So what does Colby do? He finds one called ivermectin, yeah. what, and then what happens? Oh, the CDC—they've got their earmuffs on. They don't pay any attention to the guy, and he's pleading oh, with them to listen. Yeah, and and Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin brings him to testify before Congress. What's going on here, folks? We found an effect. What do they do? Well, they do, they do tests well, quote, tests, where they're administering four to ten times the the normal dose, and it hurts. Oh, well, we can't do this. This hurts people. It's dangerous. This drug's been around for, what, 70 years?
5: Yeah. 50 years, something well, like w- that. W- Why was it invented? Yeah. It's a SARS medication. Uh, ivermectin, you know, Ivermectin, and that's why I tell people, you know, and I, I don't really. I really hope you don't believe us. I hope you go out and look for the, because it's easy to find uh, the information. You know, ivermectin was uh, developed to treat SARS. Uh, and uh, what happened is, when ivermectin was was developed by Merck, when ivermectin was distributed in the third world countries, where people still have parasites, what did they find? Not only did ivermectin help with SARS, which is a upper res- is a respiratory disease. Uh, not only reason. did it help with that, it killed their parasites. Okay, okay. So when SARS went away, that is how ivermectin became a warmer because uh-huh. they knew in the third world countries, it killed their parasites. That's how it became a uh, veterinarian wormer, uh, and and so it's it's what they learned from it. So it, it's uh, y- you know ivermectin. You hear these you hear these talking pundits talk about warmer uh, people taking this warmer that's not why ivermectin was developed
3: that's a great great point point. and we actually have to transition to a short break but we will come right back so make sure you uh tune in and listen to the rest of the discussion because uh we're just getting started
4: it's going to be great <laughs>
1: December deals abound at Badcock Home Furniture and More. On the bypass in Winchester, no credit refused. Holidays taste better together, gathered around the five-piece porter dining set. Counter table and four-counter chairs, only $488. Prices and offers effective December 7th through December 27th, 2021. All of it happening at Badcock Home Furniture and More. 405 Bypass Road in Winchester.
7: Since the COVID-19 pandemic started, schools and businesses have gone virtual, requiring us to use phones and computers to communicate with the outside world. Do you know who to call when your online life is on hold? Call J&S Computer and Phone Repair, located in Tullahoma. They offer service calls to your home or business with a price tailored to the job. Call now for the best services in town, 931-563-2305. J&S Computer and Phone Repair, proud sponsors of Kim Kamana's Digital Life Hike here daily on WZYX.
1: Dr. Brian Elkins, DDS in Cowan, located across from the historic Cowan Railroad Museum in beautiful Cowan, Tennessee. For the latest in dental technology to keep your smile healthy for excellent, affordable, and comfortable dentistry, Dr. Brian Elkins, phone number 967-7092 nine six seven seven zero nine two dr brian elkins dds in beautiful cowan tennessee
7: does your computer phone
8: or tablet need to be repaired avoid the hassle of shipping and long turnaround times by going to tech er we can diagnose and repair computer problems for pcs as well as Macs. phone or tablet have a cracked screen we can have it fixed in no time with flat fee pricing not to mention a sixty day warranty why go elsewhere stop by our
6: location on nine twenty eight north jackson street in tullahoma or give us a call at nine three one five six three five three two two
2: america's digital goddess kim commando is one of america's most successful radio hosts and web entrepreneurs her digital life hack reports are heard daily here on wzyx monday through friday at nine thirty a.m. Sponsored by JNS Computer Full Service Repair Shop, 217 South Anderson Street in Tullahoma. From the basic computer to the gaming computer of your dreams, call 931-563-2305. And by Tech ER, home for managed services for all your computer needs. Across from Tullahoma High School on Jackson Street in Tullahoma, 931 563 5322 Tech ER. And now? here's Kim.
7: Looking for a good Christmas movie to watch this weekend? Stop going from streaming service to another just to find one. I'm Kim Commando with how to find which service has the Christmas movie you wanna watch for free, brought to you by TheCurrentNewsletter.com. Get tech news straight to your inbox and be up to date in five minutes or less. See a sample and sign up now at TheCurrentNewsletter.com. All the major streaming services have holiday movies, but let's say there's a specific Christmas movie you'd like to watch with the family. These two apps, Just Watch and Real Good, that's R-E-E-L, work the same way. Search for the Christmas movie you'd like to watch, and you see if it's free or how much it costs on the various streaming services. For example, Home Alone is free on Disney+, Plus, but it costs $3.99 to rent on most services. How about another? Christmas with the Cranks is free on DirecTV and Stars, but it costs $8 on Apple. You can use the Just Watch and Real Good websites or download the free apps. Get more tech smarts at commando.com. How many times have you gone to the pharmacy with no idea what you're going to pay? With GoodRx, you'll know exactly what your medication is going to cost and that you are also getting the lowest price. Prescription prices can vary between pharmacies by as much as $100, but GoodRx lets you instantly compare prices at pharmacies in your neighborhood, and it's free and easy to use. It only takes seconds to find discounts that can save you up to 80%. Often the price you find on GoodRx will beat your insurance or Medicare copay. So even if you have insurance, check GoodRx to see if you can get a lower price. Try online or through the GoodRx app, the number one most downloaded medical app. For simple, smart savings on your prescriptions, go to goodrx.com slash Kim. That's goodrx.com slash Kim, goodrx.com slash Kim. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance. In 2020, GoodRx users
0: saved an average of 79% off retail prices.
2: You've been listening to Kim Commando's Digital Life Hack, sponsored on WZYX by Tech ER and JNS Computers in Tullahoma.
3: Hello and welcome back. I'm Dr. Brad Shapiro. Here we are uh, talking, we're having a great discussion about COVID-19, masks, vaccines, mandates, all that good stuff.
4: Got- hey, and let me echo a, a point Keith made a minute ago, Dr. Brad. Yes. And that is, we're not here to, to try to get you to do anything yes. except make your own decisions with your own doctor, uh, use your own good resources to your individual needs that, you know, you have the freedom, you have the, the right to do that. And so we encourage you to do that. Yes. Let, let me read something from Kennedy's book, Robert F. Kennedy's book. Sure. This is, this is kind of d- disquieting, but he says, this is a quote. The first step is to give up the illusion that the primary purpose of moder- modern medical research is to improve Americans' health most effectively and efficiently. In our opinion, the primary purpose of commercially funded clinical research is to maximize financial return on investment, not health. John Abramson, M.D., Harvard Medical School.
3: Well, that's one of the things that I've been talking about since this all started is on some level, the monkeys can no longer be in charge of the circus. I mean, it's just our health in this country, we're, we have the worst health in the world for a developed country. We are just moving in the wrong direction and have been for a long time, whether it's cancer, diabetes, heart disease, strokes. Um, and so we have to understand that the trend is not real favorable uh, so it, it does not suggest that, that these are people that are going to you know, have our best interests at, at heart, or at the very least, can produce great results.
4: Citing something from Kennedy's book, if this, this is true, how is it that China, where this virus originated, they've got a, a, a death rate that's something like 3%? Yeah. You know, uh, compared to ours, which has been many, many times that? Sure. But they've been doing crazy stuff like intravenous vitamin C. Yeah. You know, and the therapeutics. Sure. And all this long before a vaccine became the vogue.
3: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great point. Um, What What do you think, Keith, in terms of like data points? What are some of the things that stand out? Well, you
5: you know, you know, I was um, so, you you know, when COVID started affecting our facility. when when we make decisions in the business world, they have to all be data related. So so I just tried to immerse myself in data, and uh, and and you know I used to think that love and and honor was the strongest motivator, uh, but I'm convinced fear is now. Mm-hmm. And um, if fear wasn't the strongest motivator, torture wouldn't work. Because if if they'll cut off enough of your fingers, you admit to killing somebody that you didn't kill. But anyway, looking at the data, so and and if you look at the who who was pushing this whole thing, the World Health Organization. If you look at the world death rate, uh, if you go go all the way back to 1950. So, just in 2011, the uh, world death rate was 7.8 million people. In 2020, with COVID, the world death rate was 7.6 million, much much lower than just uh, you, you know. Eight years ago. Say that again, please. That would the world death rate in uh, 2011 was 7.8 million people. Seven point eight million. And in 2020, it was 7.6. So the world death rate actually during COVID went down 200,000. Now I just tell you that's data to 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 think about because everybody's telling you all these people are dying and they're dying of a new pandemic. Uh, well, that pandemic. Uh, And some people will tell you, well, that pandemic made other deaths go away. So, um, and obviously one that went away was flu. Uh, So just at our facility, here again, we have our own clinic, 650 employees. In 2019, I think we administered something like 162 uh, A1 or A2 flu tests. And we issued out uh, 80 prescriptions of Tamiflu. In 2020, we gave 20 tests of A1, A2, flu, and we issued out 10 prescriptions of Tamiflu. So uh,
3: 80 versus 10. Right. Did I hear that correctly?
4: Did, didn't I hear you echo something? I've heard other people saying that there was a definite financial incentive for a hospital to call something COVID.
5: Oh, yeah, no doubt. So, so, you know, I don't want anybody to leave here and say, this COVID is not real. So I, I lost my father to and I COVID. And
6: I lost a parent as well. Yeah. We're not saying that it's not
5: yeah. real. I lost sure. my father January the 11th. Uh, January. And uh, at that time, I guess there was a lot of controversy about the death certificate. So uh, Vanderbilt did ask if they could put on my dad's death certificate. He died of COVID. And we said, of course, because that's uh, obviously what he had. Uh, but I also lost my mother to uh, uh, non-alcoholic cirrhosis of liver on Easter weekend and uh, so it's funny she passed away at about two o'clock in the morning and these nurses have these lists of uh, questions they asked and they asked if they could list her death as covid and i said no you can't because my mom they tested her before when they put her in the hospital so it obviously she didn't have covid and my mother was fully vaccinated
4: so why is there a financial incentive to say this because they get money
5: uh, they get all it's a, i think it's an average some of these hospitals can come in And speak uh, of about thirty-six thousand U.S. dollars uh, for every person that has COVID, no matter what it costs to treat them. Uh, You know, I was fortunate enough to spend. uh, Just got back from Texas, and there was a guy that owned six hospitals out there on a hunt, and uh, he just bought two in Tennessee. One's in Maryland, the other one's somewhere else. So I asked him. We were sitting there at Perini's uh, Steakhouse having a steak, and I asked him. I said, "So, how's the What's the financial statement look like for hospitals with this COVID?" Big grin came across his face. He said, "It's amazing." Uh, he said, "It's uh, we've made we've made more money during COVID than we've made in the last ten years. So uh, you can't. T- it's there's a money side to it, uh, and and I, I'm not saying there are hospitals out there doing that, but there is a money side uh, to it. And so the interesting thing, guys, it's it's so funny. You want to take that? Yeah. Oh, so, you know, we have 650 employees. Like I said, we have our own clinic. We've had three hospitalizations and one death, The one death just being recent, a dear friend of mine. Uh, out of 650 employees, we have had 100 people test positive. Uh, we have had no one person test positive twice. Uh, and, and it's odd because I'm hearing that come up. Yeah. So my wife and I were actually talking. She said, ah, oh, this is family she knows and said they've got COVID for the second time. And I don't know the history of that, um, and I would like to, but what I can tell you out of a, a pretty large sample of 650 and 100 people testing positive, uh, no, we have not had a single person have COVID twice uh, And um, because we tightly control this, and, and it's a very accurate test. You have to remember some of these COVID tests are, you know, 30% inaccurate. I mean, you'll get a false positive. So, uh,
4: incidentally, you incidentally know. let me just interrupt just to say this, Keith. I'm so proud of you for having a chiropractor on your staff, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so proud of you, Dr. Shapiro, for getting together and making it happen.
3: And the whole staff is awesome. I'm, I can't say enough good things about Vicky and Sonia as well. I'm so
4: envious. Yeah. If I could have, if I could have done that back when I was actually, you know, in practice for real, I would have been so proud of myself, I would have been hard to live with, I guess. <laughs> but you guys, you guys have done something really important, really good there, because thank God for good medical doctors, yeah, thank God for drugs cool. when they're the right choice, but thank God for chiropractic, because with me as the patient, chiropractic patient, my life would have been a piece of garbage Yeah. if it hadn't been for some great chiropractors that did some wonderful things for me. And
3: one of the things I want to point out, too, um, you know, as Keith talks, is... You have to understand that Keith makes his living looking at data. Yeah, he. This is how this, this man makes his living. And so he's not interested in, in stacking the, the deck. He's not interested in uh, misreading anything. He just wants to look at the data. And, th- and one of the things that's really interesting about this situation is we can look at all the numbers for what they are. When I try to talk to other people... And, and a lot of people can, can share this experience. When you talk to other people in, in some of the hospital settings and some of the other things, there's things that they can share and there's things that they can't share. But the thing, it's, there's no way that you can make an informed decision or draw real conclusions if we're not looking at all the data. Speak, like Keith Hayes is looking at all the data.
4: Speaking of informed decisions, I happen to know a woman named Melissa Shapiro <laughs> yeah. who, whose mom is a microbiologist, a teacher of microbiology. Yeah. So it's not like she doesn't have a, a good perspective on this. So Yeah.
6: No, I do. Yeah. I, I, both my parents worked in, in, in healthcare. Um, I don't know if you remember a few years ago when um, the Ebola patients, the Samaritan's First Doctors came to Emory University and my mom was on that team, yeah. you know, that treated them. And a very proud moment. She retired shortly after because she was like, I don't know how we can do better than that.
4: That's great.
6: Um, but. You know, that whole approach that they had with them, you know, there's no cure for that. So all they could do was support mm-hmm. the patient's immune system yeah. as much as they could and then let them fight it off.
4: Inci- and in that, yeah, incidentally, yeah. the remdesivir that came out of that, mm-hmm. very questionable, but that's another. Go go ahead.
6: No, it's just, you know, we, we can't outrun, you know, these viruses and stuff. And, and, and so much of what we do every day with our patients is just try and teach them how to be healthy going into stuff.
8: Well, well, with
4: yeah, let, let me tell you something really funny that, mm-hmm. that that validates exactly what you're saying. Dr. Eric Berg, YouTube uh, presenter and everything chiropractor, brilliant guy, mm-hmm. but he, he, he starts out a video December the 3rd, it says, would you like to know how to stay healthy? Look at everything the mainstream medical system is recommending and do the opposite. <laughs> Yeah. It was hilarious. He went down the list, anyway, he had great rationale for saying that. Yeah. And it, it was partly tongue-in-cheek, I think, but he made some really good points, but please go ahead.
6: No, and I think, you know, that's so much of my drive is, you know, as a mom of a 12-year-old, you know, who's been raised in this in this care model, which is completely different than what most people are exposed to. You know, he's yeah. his dad is the only doctor he's ever seen and has been able to take care of everything that he's ever had to deal with. Um, you know, we... we I hate the term anti-vaxer because that's not what we are. We are pro-informed choice, and I can remember, you know, being pregnant and you know Brad saying to me, just just do your research, you know, and we'll go from there. And so I did, and we chose um, kind of a different path with how we wanted to um, approach Jackson's health. But with choosing not to, you know, vaccinate or whatever, we also made other decisions to promote his immune system from the inside out. Right. I mean, you know he's been on supplements since he was itty bitty bitty um he got his first adjustment when he was twenty minutes old um he was gluten free and dairy free until he was four um just stuff like that it's it, it's different but i I want parents to know that that option is out there yeah it's out there and you know we have these you know moms that come into the office and they're like my kid is just sick all the time and they're they're in pain they 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 don't want their kids to be sick and they have to miss work and it pains me yeah, um, because that would hurt my heart as well, you know, if, if that was my kid. But it's, you know, the constant ear infections and the antibiotics, and it just it creates this, like, hamster wheel yeah.
3: Yeah. that they can't get out of. And that's, you know, that's a great point. You'd, please understand that the heartbeat of all this, um, and I know we're – You know, talking about the monkeys not being in charge of the circus and tongue-in-cheek stuff and stuff like that. But I mean, the heartbeat of this stuff is just helping people. You know, that's that's where we want to. That's where this is all about. And we are all for uh, chiropractic, a supplement, a drug, a surgery, anything that's going to help people. Yeah, that's the heartbeat of what we're trying to do.
4: Absolutely, Doctor Brad. And and one of the things that I used to live in terror of is making the wrong decision, the wrong recommendation. I would, man, the thought of, of giving somebody bad advice, uh, just, uh, it's, it's one of the worries. And so it makes us extra diligent, I guess, in trying to not do that. But one of the things that we do want to encourage people is to make their own choices, yeah, get with their the own doctor, problem. and make their own choices. Don't let them be pressured into making a choice that isn't right for them because, folks, uh, vaccines are not totally safe. No, they're not. Vaccines can kill you. You know, if you happen to have an anaphylactic reaction because of the medium that they were cultured on, like eggs, for instance, I actually saw a a commercial the other day in which the the pharmaceutical company actually talked about, well, now, if you've had an allergy to eggs or something, better be careful about this. Well, at least they're doing that. But for some people, a vaccine could really hurt them. Yes. And so let's be mindful of that when we talk about mandates. Oh, everybody has to be vaccinated. My thing is, just as you said in the beginning, and Keith said, if you want a vaccine, we want to help you get it. You go for it. But if there's another choice that's reasonable for you, Let's look at that.
3: Yes. And it should be a conversation between yeah. you and your doctor. Yes. And it's not unheard of, it's not unreasonable that if a patient gets a recommendation from a doctor they're not comfortable with, that patient gets a second opinion. I mean, that's, that's reasonable. Well, so go through yeah. whatever process you need to go through yeah. Yeah. to feel like you can make the right decision for you and your family.
4: Right, and let me give you a sound bite. This, this is one I came up with the other day. Follow the science. We're, oh, follow the science. Okay, let's follow real science, folks. Let's not follow fake science. Sure. Let's do the real thing. Just as Keith is, is enumerated a moment ago, he's data-driven. He's looking at the data. He's making his decisions based on that. Let's do that rather than based on a cult personality or anything See, else. I'll tell you
5: one thing that ought, to, that ought to just make you ask the question. So in 2019, the average life expectancy of a person living in the United States was 78.6 years old. 2020 to 2021, the average age of a person dying with COVID was 80. So people that died with COVID, which my father was 80, mm-hmm. were actually had already surpassed the average life expectancy of whatever we uh, that, that of what a human should live out to be in the United States. And the the funny thing was, so when you look at the, in 2019, it was an interesting graph that came on last night. So it listed what were the top 10 causes of death in humans in, in, in the United States in 2019. Number four was respiratory ailments. First two were heart related and then cancer. And then number four, 2.4 2.4 million in 2019 pre-COVID died with respiratory viruses. That's flu, pneumonia, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And and uh, so when you look at that data, and 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 I'm not here again. I, I believe COVID's real. What I'm trying to tell you is is it's being driven out of fear by people that have something to gain for you. And, and I think when you have fear, you make bad decisions. Uh, and th- that is why the United States government won't let you use torture. That's why lie detector tests are inadmissible in court. Uh, anything that's driven off of fear. And, and, um, and when you, so you gotta ask yourself, you know, I'm trying to ask myself why so many people want me to take the vaccine. Uh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. My wife's vaccinated. and I love her to death. We're not mad at each other. Hallelujah. And I'm not. And I'm not. And uh, and it's uh, you know she felt like she needed to, uh, and uh, and she did. And I support that hundred uh, percent. But um, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of COVID because I don't think it's the issue everybody thinks it is uh and um, and so that allows me to uh, think through it and make decisions that are are based upon what I believe in and what I've studied which is the vitamin D and, and um, the um, therapeutics. Yeah, so you know it's just uh, you got to look at that data. So in 2019 when all you when all of us were not afraid of anything, the, the world was great, and, and when I talk about the vaccine, I don't think the vaccine is a political issue. The vaccine was developed under a Republican president. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what, what, what made this thing a political football is the mandate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not the vaccine itself. Um, I think the vaccine being developed was great. I think what all those people did to get it developed fast and those people that need it should take it. And if you're 80 years old or you're 78 years old, you might should take it. Uh, if you are 20 and you're going to have to be living with what's in your body until you're 80, you might all well think about it.
4: This this is an experimental vaccine. The, the fact, and Kennedy points this out in his book, if a therapeutic had come along that was working to stop the pandemic, Yep. The vaccine would have been stopped in its tracks, at least in terms of the the fast uh, implementation, because the federal law against that. Mm-hmm. You got to do all jump through all the hoops in order to make sure it's safe before you can put it on the market. Sure. Well, that was kind of short circuited. But there was uh, there's something else really kind of interesting. Um, the Army manual, survival manual. If you're lost in the wilderness, one of the things they tell you right off the bat. You know, I don't remember a whole lot else, but uh, don't panic and keep a positive attitude. You know what one of the factors uh, related to death from COVID in the hospitals was? Fear. People scared to death they were going to die. Associated with that, vitamin D deficiency, overweight, and there's something else too. There was a correlation between the elderly and people with dark skin, a lot of melanin. You know what that is? They don't make vitamin D very efficiently. Right.
5: Yeah. You're both your Hispanics and your African Americans. Right? Yes. yes. 78% of them are vitamin yeah. D deficient.
4: And if you're elderly, your skin's only working at about one-fourth the efficiency it used to mm-hmm. when you were a kid in making vitamin D. And how many elderly people are out there, you know, in the sun, you know, without sunscreen, and, you know, other factors that, you know, prevent the synthesis of vitamin D? But let me, let me tell you sort of an anecdote here, because I know this guy. I met him went to one of his seminars for continuing education, and said, uh, David Brownstein, Dr. Brownstein, medical doctor, kind of famous in terms of his uh, different approach to treating thyroid disorders. Anyway, I wanted to get more up to speed on that, so I went to his seminar, met him, really like the guy, nice guy, and a good teacher. Uh, so I really took interest when early in the pandemic, he's doing something to try to, to help save people. Yeah. When, when basically uh, the instruction from on high was, well, you can't do anything about it. We don't have a vaccine, and you know we don't know what to do. Just you know, close the clinics, tell everybody to go home, and you know, just stay away from everybody. Well, Brownstein took a different approach. He said, you know what? We've been treating viruses for years in this clinic. You know, our six doctors here and our staff, and we've had had some really good luck with viruses. So, despite the fact that I am asthmatic. And, you know, I'm and, and at risk, as is one of my, my doctors, one of my uh, colleagues. We're going to stick with it. We're going to do some therapeutics for these people. We're not just going to send them home and tell them to wait till it's, well, too late and then go to the hospital. We're going to work with them. And they treated masses uh, of patients. But what they did was a respiratory therapy using hydrogen peroxide, food grade, and iodine in sort of a nebulizer-type situation, and you know what happened? There were some pretty sick people that started to recover. Yeah, They were turning this around. Mm-hmm. Well, they went on YouTube with it. They, they wrote some articles on it. And, you know, in a pandemic, right at the beginning, when there was nothing to do, yeah. no vaccine in, in sight, maybe two, five years, according to Fauci, and this guy and, and his colleagues are on the front line there, well, guess what he got from the U.S. government? I think it was the State Department. A letter threatening him to stop publicizing what he was doing or be faced with criminal yeah. prosecution. Yep. For heaven's sakes, why is that not a major scandal?
3: Yep. Well, and just and that's you know that's why we're doing this show because we want people to be aware. Yeah. We want to at least point people in the right direction so they can yeah. begin to do their own research. Yeah. People are not hearing about yeah. that kind of stuff. If
4: you want the vaccine, take the vaccine. Yes. But for God's sakes, don't don't be withheld. Don't let, let people withhold information from you that might make you healthy enough that you really don't need the, the vaccine. Also, there's this thing called variants. Yeah. The COVID is a moving target.
3: Mm-hmm. Big
4: time. How are you going to develop vaccines and boosters fast enough to, to uh, take care of something that is mutating It. well, some say two months and some say six?
5: But you know what's interesting to me? I'll promise you one thing. So I'm, I'm never going to say I won't take the vaccine. Right, But I'm not in a crisis because I don't think it's as big a problem because I'm not afraid of it. But I can promise you one thing. If I ever see enough data that I take that vaccine, I will not be mad at anybody that does not take it because I'm convinced it protects me. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not gonna. What kills me is all these, all the people that are vaccinated are mad at us, (laughs) and and I'm like, man, you took this shot, (laughs) thinking it was going to protect you, and you're mad at me. Yeah. Because I will promise you, if I ever read enough data, and if I ever see the data shift, um, then. If I take that vaccine and I'm convinced it's the way to go, dude, you, you, I, I, I promise you, I, right I, I, I'm 100% convinced I'm protected
4: yeah, if I do that. Yeah, yes. you, don't, you took the vaccine, aren't you safe?
3: And that's, again, that's oh God, I God. think some people may have thought it you know, strange to have an executive on a show like this, but executives are data-driven. I mean, what Keith is saying is he is data-driven if it made sense for him to take the vaccine, he would. If, if it doesn't, well, he won't. But he's but he's basing on the dra- the data. It's not fear driven. It's not based on what uh, people want him to hear. But uh, refusing to tell him other things, he's just he's looking at the data. I- and that's so much of this stuff is we're not afraid to take an honest look at this thing. That's what this yeah. whole show is about. We want to I, take an honest look at it from all angles and then make informed decisions, but how in the world can people make good decisions if they don't have all the information?
4: I would offer this, this thought to the people who are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Okay, still take your vitamin D, yeah. still look at the use of therapeutics, still try to lose weight, try to get enough exercise to boost the integrity of your T-cells that protect you from disease. Do the things that keep you healthy. You know, don't don't put all your eggs in one big pharma basket.
5: Yeah, that's you know? right. Do everything. Yeah.
4: And I love this line <laughs> Follow the science, don't follow the fake science. <laughs> you know? yeah. Follow the real science. Sure. And let's let's look at it historically as well. But anyway, I I'll gather on.
3: No, let, these are great points. Talk. Great, great points. Um no, that's a lot of it.
6: you know, a lot of times, you know, science um is money driven as well like we've talked about it. it's bought oh, paid for. Yes. i mean <laughs> we could open up a whole new oh, you know, basket yes. i can remember when i was working you know in tv of course i was a meteorologist but um when i was working on weekends i had to do health reporting right three days a week and one day it was you know coffee is good for you the next day it was coffee is bad for you and when you start looking at who is funding the studies it's no surprise what the studies end up saying <laughs> tell like the story about like Monsanto- I Monsanto- yeah i will never forget learning this um very into, you know, organic farming and supporting, you know, local food and this, that, and the other, and I I remember hearing the story about how, um, you know, a lot of the um, decline in the bee population was due to Roundup, you know, which is what you see them spraying on the crops around here, the GMOs, um, because these crops are designed to uh, withstand Roundup, but it kills everything else, Um, and there was... A study that linked Roundup to the decline in bee population. Well, Monsanto, who makes Roundup, then bought the leading bee research company. So guess what the research said after that?
5: Bees are thriving. <laughs> yes. there's, no, no, there's no link. <laughs> we're
4: there's heading no for link. the last yeah. Roundup. we got
3: to go to a <laughs> short break, but uh, please stay tuned in. These uh, We're going to continue this conversation <laughs> and uh, continue to have fun.
1: December deals abound at Badcock Home Furniture and More on the Bypass in Winchester. No credit refused. Entertainment made easy with TVs, entertainment centers, computers, gaming, tablets, home audio. You're listening to WZYX The Eagle, 1440 AM, 94.5 and 95.3 FM. Around the world, WZYXRadio.net. WZYX Radio, Cowan, Tennessee.
0: Texas's controversial new abortion law survives another legal challenge. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, but those fighting it did win a partial victory an hour ago. The Supreme Court is allowing Texas abortion providers to challenge a restrictive abortion law in federal court, but that law will remain in effect in the meantime. The Texas law makes abortion illegal after six weeks of pregnancy, but has a novel enforcement mechanism allowing private citizens to sue clinics, doctors, and anyone else who aids in the abortion. Fox's Jared Halpern, inflation's getting worse. Republican Congress, when Mike Turner tells Fox you're certainly seeing it weaken American families and, and certainly our financial security. After another .8 increase in percentage in consumer prices last month from October, surging 6.8% over a year ago, the biggest spike in 39
7: years. Prices declined at the start of the pandemic, but have been rising since the economy reopened, exaggerated by supply chain issues and increased demand for things.
0: Fox's Ginny Casola as the Omicron COVID variant keeps spreading now more than 20 states, New York's down Democratic governor is putting in a new mask mandate starting Monday. Mask wearing will be required in all indoor public places in the state that do not already have a vaccine requirement. The U.S. may today hit 50 million people getting COVID vaccine booster shots, and now. 16 and 17-year-olds can get one after the FDA and CDC-approved Pfizer's booster for them. In Washington, the congregation may stand as you are able. That's at the National Cathedral. With faith in Jesus Christ, we receive the body of our brother, Robert Joseph Dole. For burial. President Biden is among those gathered for Bob Dole's funeral the day after the late Senate leader and presidential candidate's American flag draped casket was lying in state at the U.S. Capitol. America's listening to Fox News. When news breaks,
2: millions are turning to Newsmax. Get the latest on COVID, the new inflation surge, and what's really happening in Washington. Tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, watch Grant Stinchfield. He's warning of the growing threat from China. Stinchfield is fighting for you. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems or on streaming platforms like Amazon Fire, Samsung, Roku, Zumo, Pluto, and more. Millions are also watching the free Newsmax app on their phones. Newsmax. It's news you can trust. Dell Technologies
1: end-of-year sale is the perfect time to upgrade tech. Save big on the latest computers featuring Windows 11 Pro that easily automate workflows. Don't forget to shop servers, storage, and top-brand electronics with savings up to 45% and all with free shipping. Call a Dell Technologies advisor to help you transform your digital workspaces with comprehensive end-to-end solutions. Find the right tech for your business needs at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL
0: we okay. In a few hours after the Bob Dole funeral, President Biden will conclude the virtual summit for democracy involving more than 100 nations. Russia is not invited in a standoff with the U.S. and our NATO allies.
6: Russia must de-escalate, respect Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity.
0: That's Stoltenberg, the NATO Secretary General. Russia is demanding that Ukraine not become a member of NATO. A disaster south of the border, a truck crammed full of migrants crashed on the Mexican highway, killing at least 53 people, injuring more than 50 others. It's believed up to 200 migrants were crammed inside that trailer. A former federal agent who used to bust drug smugglers has now been busted himself. Jose Irizarry was once a celebrated DEA agent in Tampa, but he will now spend 12 years in prison, convicted in federal court of scheming with drug criminals to move money and for taking gifts from criminal informants. Irizarry was known for living lavishly on a government salary, owning multiple expensive homes, and buying his wife a Tiffany diamond ring worth $30,000. Irizarry's wife is also charged with crimes. His lawyer insists he was part of a culture of corruption at the DEA, something with which the judge agreed. Kevin Brown, Fox News. Tesla is being sued again.
3: The suit comes less than a month after another woman alleged sexual harassment at the Tesla factory in Fremont, California. In the new suit, assembly line worker Erica Cloud accuses defendants, including her former manager, of continuous and pervasive sexual harassment. Cloud claims her manager hugged and massaged her while making crude and suggestive remarks. She says she is now being retaliated against by other managers. Both lawsuits allege a hostile work environment against women. Anna
0: Wells, Fox News. On Wall Street, the Dow's now up just 40 points. The NASDAQ's gaining 15. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News.
1: Daily Fun Spot, LLC, 200 left from Mill Road, Tullahoma, loves their customers. Come out and visit. Eat, jump, sleep, repeat. Closed Fridays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. to set up for skating, and closed Saturdays from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. to set up for skating. Bounce in Toddler Town, Laser Tag, Concessions, Admission and Party Packages available. 931-222-4477, 931-222-4477. Daily Fun Spot, LLC, 200 Redford Mill Road, Tallahoma.
6: Wags and Wiggles is a top-notch pet service. Even my dog agrees. They offer doggy daycare and socialization, overnight boarding, doggy school, slash obedience training with ongoing classes. They also offer walk-in appointments for bass and nail trims. Call Wags and Wiggles today at 931-247-1699 to see if they have availability for your fur baby, for daycare, or boarding. Let Wags and Wiggles have the opportunity to love your pet as much as you do.
1: December deals abound at Badcock Home Furniture and More on the bypass in Winchester, no credit refused. Holidays taste better together, gathered around the five-piece porter dining set. Counter table and four-counter chairs, only $488. Prices and offers effective December 7th through December 27th, 2021. All of it happening at Badcock Home Furniture and More. Four O Five Bypass Road in Winchester.
3: Welcome back. I'm Dr. Brad Shapiro. We are continuing to have this great conversation about COVID, masks, vaccines, uh, mandates, all that good stuff. And we have a new addition to our panel. Senator Janice Bowling has called in to uh, to join the conversation, and she just got some great points. Just to give you a, a quick history, I. I was put in contact with um, with Senator Janice Bowling through a mutual friend. We were talking about COVID. We were talking about all the information that's circulating. And about thirty minutes into our first conversation, I just said, "Senator Bowling, I don't think I can communicate some of these things as well as you can. Would you be so kind as to uh, join the uh, radio show with us?" So here she is. So good morning.
8: Good morning, Dr. Shapiro. I really appreciate this opportunity. And I'm glad we have that mutual friend. Yes, uh, Amen. She she is a wonderful lady. Um, I'll just jump right in and kind of share from the beginning. Not having been able to listen, I've been in Warren County at a breakfast, chamber breakfast this morning. But when when I first was introduced, as we all were, with um, COVID, this unprecedented occasion, we were told um, I immediately went to the Lord, and I think a lot of believers did, because I just said, Lord, this is bigger than we are. You are doing something. Nothing's happening. What are you doing? And he just said, I am restoring my ancient boundaries. And I said, oh, that sounds wonderful, but what does it mean? And it was really just a time that we were going to be able to turn back around and look at the priorities in our life and recognize he is the creator, which is a very critical point in talking about this engineered virus. Amen. He is the creator. And Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life, and the holy spirit was sent to us so that we would be able to have the power to walk through and communicate with him and walk through these things. But then you go down and you have believers and families and churches and government is at the bottom of all of that. And what has happened in our culture and particularly under this latest administration Uh, They're trying to turn that paradigm upside down and make us look to government, go to government, depend on government, think government is the solution. And I can guarantee you, as a state senator, I work hard to make sure that government is not the problem in your life because government is very seldom the solution. So I'm for less government, lower taxes, fewer regulatory oversight, things that are just Restricting to people, and so from that viewpoint, I kept looking for the good in this, seeing what the Lord was doing. But immediately, it didn't smell right, Doctor Shapiro. It just didn't smell right. There sure. were things that were not adding up scientifically. They weren't adding up with common sense. And as a state senator with uh, so many different topics I have to address with public policy. I knew it was my responsibility to start investigating as much as I could from as many sources as I could to try to see what was resonating, what was actually truth, and what was confusion and fear and manipulation. And I'm just going to, I don't know how to say anything other than the way they say it on the mountain. On the mountain they say plain talks, easy understood. Sure. Immediately I saw Fauci as... A problem not a solution and uh, and there were people within the state administration that I thought no they're not thinking they're scripted they're taking someone's script and parroting it back to us we need someone to investigate these things and come to the correct conclusion for Tennessee not get in line like the lemmings and go over the cliff together
3: That's uh, a great you know,
8: point. we're in this together
4: but we didn't lay our minds down in order to be together. Hey, Janice, uh, uh, Janice. can I interject something here?
8: Absolutely. Thank,
4: thank you so much for having the courage to come out and say what you just said. Thank God. Appreciate you doing that. And I was rambling this morning just sitting there at the word processor, and, and here's what I said. It was February of 2020, and things just weren't making any sense, unless, for some strange reason, certain so-called health authorities actually wanted A pandemic to happen. Mm -hmm. What the heck was going on? When
8: you're thinking, that's exactly what happened. And as an alderman in Tullahoma for 15 years, we did tabletops. Uh, What if we get an avian flu? There were these things that they already had too many of the answers. It kind of made me think, gee, is someone planning to release this on us at some point? (laughs) And wondering, but never thinking that that's evil beyond measure. That's treason that that's treachery uh but that that is evil and so when you look though and uh i hear y'all maybe have referenced bobby kennedy jr's book and my husband and i uh just got copies of that and we got copies for all our children i hope they're not listening because that's part of their christmas you need to educate yourself and bobby kennedy jr has done an incredible job and in, uh Search, searching out and showing that big pharma in conjunction with the, with Fauci Anthony Fauci have wreaked havoc and lies and uh, uh, Deception in our country since the 80s at least and so the the money transfer that has taken place with all of this quote unquote free vaccines and finding that NIH with there, they are partners with Moderna, so they're making money from a product they're mandating. And I want to say something real quick, too. When people are talking about a mandate from government, I'm going to uh, let the teacher in me come out and re-educate you. Uh, there is no such thing. A mandate, by definition, comes from the people. It is an authoritative, strong directive from the people to the elected. If the elected start trying in our country, where we have a government of the people, by the people, for the people, if they start trying to tell us what we have to do, the government being they, then that is called a dictate. And we are not. A dictatorship. Hey, hey Janice. We ...are a constitutional republic based on the rule of law with the, the authority over the autonomy over your own body and your medical choices. So hey, all of this immediately amen. began to smell very badly. Hey,
5: hey, Janice, this is Keith. How you doing?
8: Good morning. How are you?
5: Great. Missing you. I miss you. Hey, uh, Janice, so it uh, leads up to a question to me. So... Uh, on the state level, um, if this I, I know everybody's filing these lawsuits, but how how far is the state of Tennessee willing to go uh, to protect an employer from this mandate coming down? I mean, is the even the Tennessee National Guard uh, reports to the to the governor, are you guys willing to? come in if we call if the federal's, if the feds show up at our facility are you guys willing to protect us at, at all cost of that or, or how far are you willing to go
8: when you say you then you know, that's a broad scope question because I can speak for me and I can speak uh, for several other senators that we think and representatives that I've been in communication with on a regular basis there is a core group of us who are ready to go to the mat? Uh, we're ready to build the wall around Tennessee. We're looking for those things that are the rights of the people in the state, and the federal government has no authority in health care. And certainly, the dictates that have come out of the Oval Office, as we were talked to, as we were, as though we were errant children, that he was getting impatient with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that would be something to really infuriate you except you know it's coming from a demented man and you almost feel guilty holding him accountable for anything however <laughs> because he's not accountable does not he's does not mean he's not responsible and as a people we cannot as, as much as we pity him or uh, have compassion on him we cannot sit back and say oh gee isn't it too bad he's he's torching our country no we have a responsibility That's as right. citizens. <laughs> And that has been what has been so good about all of this. There have been groups that have come together across this state, patriots, grassroots organizations, neighborhoods, and they are connected now. Uh, if I'd been able to get fiber to the premise all across the state, they'd be connected even better right now. But with the with the uh, ability we can to connect electronically, There are hundreds of thousands of people who know that this is our country, that what we do now in responding to this overreach from the federal government and from these international corporations, Keith, uh, when you get the big pharmacies, not your local pharmacists, but these uh, big box pharmacies, Mm -hmm. big box stores, international uh, Kroger's even, I mean, when they come in and start dictating to people that they've got to take uh, a shot that is a personal choice, this is experimental.
4: Experimental.
8: against FDA law to force anyone to have an experimental medical intervention. The Nuremberg Code from 1949, we know what happened with with, uh, the Nazis and the Jewish population. When you allow government... To remove your very sovereignty as an individual and to force you to participate in any kind of medical intervention, that is wrong in caps. And even people who have chosen to take the shot, and that is a personal choice, but and I said, you can have your choices, you can have your opinions, but you can't have your own facts.
1: Hey,
4: Janice. Facts, yes. Let me jump in here. Just you, You're doing great, and I hate to interrupt you, but let me direct what? you to something Melissa Shapiro said a minute ago. And okay. she's talking about uh, the uh, immunity, no pun intended, from lawsuits. Melissa, if you're ready to jump in with that, I thought that was such an important point, I, and Janice is leading up to that.
6: Yeah, yeah, I think so when, um, you know, of course when we were getting ready to have our son and, you know, Brad was encouraging me to just do my research on, you know, vaccinations and stuff like that, um, when I started digging, there were a couple of things that really disturbed me. Um, and again, I'm not anti-vaccination. If, if that's what you feel is right for your family, please, please, please do that. This is just, we are pro-informed choice. And when I learned about the Vaccine Limited Liability Act from the uh-huh. 80s, um, uh-huh. it was shocking to me. So, uh-huh. you know, every other drug that is put on the market, if there is a problem with it, there can be class action lawsuits against it. Uh-huh. We, we've heard that, you know, in the past. Um, but vaccine manufacturers are the only ones who are completely immune. You cannot sue them. And I can remember when, you know, the vaccine first started coming out, I would see on Facebook, you know, these memes saying, you know, in 10 years when you hear on TV, if you've had complications from the COVID vaccine, you know, call the lawyer number, but you can't. They are completely no. immune yeah. from prosecution. And when that came out in the 80s, well, what happened with child vaccinations in the 90s? They went through the roof. Uh Like when Uh we were kids, I mean, I'm 43, Brad is as well. We had like five or six maybe Wow, That's right. Something like 65 doses before the age of five. And they are completely immune from prosecution if something goes wrong. And there's an entire separate court system that pays out the money for vaccine injuries. So if they're 100% safe and effective, why do we have this whole separate court system? That pays out money to injured people.
4: Yeah. Yep. Uh, because Fauci, no that's
8: about the same
6: time Fauci yes. got
8: into the NIH yep. and I NIAID, you. and he has been, uh, to say, it gives new definition to corruption and a mafia. Uh, it, it is it is corruption at the highest level on the most personal issue, and that's what we're putting into our children and, and what we're putting into ourselves. Uh, it's abhorrent so to justify there is no justification but when you connect the dots of who was in power and who did what and who did it how then it begins to uh, you would have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to connect the dots correctly Janice yeah, and so, go ahead
4: l- let, me, let me jump in with this this is something that has driven me crazy from the beginning early on you know one of the things that makes you sick in the winter staying inside breathing yep. stale hot air you know why okay. because that hot air we have to heat our homes with hot air apparently that hot air dries out your respiratory passages your respiratory passages depend on a surfactant there's a liquid germ killer natural to the body that okay. kills microbes on contact if it's okay. still intact and not dried out by hot air and yet what were we advise to do go home and hide Put on that mask and stay in that hot stale air. Oh, don't you dare go outside in the sunshine and breathe fresh air! What right.
3: the heck? Yeah, and one of the things I love to point out with that kind of stuff too is a lot of looking at the real science and really understanding what you just described, Doctor Anderson. Is is a lot of it's about probabilities. We want to put people in the best position possible to stay healthy, but there's always going to be outlier circumstances. If if I go to if I go to Vegas and I sit down at the blackjack blackjack table, the house does not know whether or not Dr. Brad Shapiro is going to win or lose. But they do know if they stick to certain rules as a house, they're going to come out way, way ahead. And health is very similar in the sense that a lot of things that we know to be tried and true to Uh keep people healthy have not only been abandoned, but discouraged, uh, forced not to happen. And it's just, it makes no sense from a health standpoint.
4: And let me add
2: this.
4: Let me add this real quick, Janice. I don't mean to say that I will not wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Anytime, if I'm going in somebody's house, if, if they're going to be uncomfortable, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make them comfortable, yeah. wear the mask, take yeah. my shoes off, do whatever. And so I just add that as a, as a courtesy, just yeah. like you cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze or something, you know, to protect people, put them at ease, and do what's the courteous and right thing. I'm sorry, though. Go ahead, please.
8: Well, th- this is what I was going to go back. When I talked about the Lord restoring his ancient boundaries and that he is the creator God, and go back to what you just said about uh, what helps us to be healthy, what strengthens our immune system, what's common sense with regarding to good health—getting fresh yeah. air and eating correctly and getting vitamin D three. Yes. I talked to doctors oh, who yes. said during the winter we don't have a flu epidemic; we have a vitamin D
6: deficiency. Yes. It's not like it runs and, and hides in the bushes during the summer. Hey, can I let me t-
4: <laughs> let me and tell you how. So, pre- I'm so proud Dr. Shapiro and I were pushing cod liver oil in February of 2020. Go ahead.
8: There you go. But when you get the D3 in adequate amounts and the zinc and the quesitin and the C, uh, God has given us the most incredible defense system called our immune system, and that is a way to guard against, whereas the shot that many people have chosen to take it's not a vaccine there's no attenuated part of that virus in that it is a gene therapy prophylactic shot which would diminish one or more of the three main symptoms that has the messenger on it and so all of that it is a choice if you want to go that route which we now found out lasts maybe five to six months the shot in, in as a prophylactic but if you take your vitamins every day you're increasing your immune system daily and um, and, it, and that's what we've done we've taken our temperature before we've left home we've taken our oxygen rate uh, daily and if any of that were amiss I wouldn't go out I wouldn't go around people and uh, Dr. Anderson, I agree with you about the mask, except my doctor told me in February of 2020, do not wear a mask, Janice. I have chronic bronchitis. He said, Janice, it can cause stonchal pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia, and a mask other than an N95 against a virus is like putting up a chain-link fence to keep out mosquitoes. Absolutely. Um, it's right on target. At best. And Absolutely. so I would say that, uh, so I haven't worn a mask. Um, I have, I'm trying to think maybe once or twice, and I've gotten hate letters. I've gotten hate mail. Oh, and yeah. and the, the point is there. Uh, I don't, I shouldn't have to wear a sign that says I'm under doctor's orders not to wear a mask. And and if I have a fever, if I had low oxygen levels, I wouldn't go out for anyone, but I could dare transfer anything, and you have to be symptomatic in order to be contagious, and so all of the good science we're talking about in the medicine, I feel like if you wear a mask for optics purposes, uh, you just might not go to that person's home or not go to wherever that is, or if a business person says you've absolutely got to wear it, then you just don't go to that store. Hey. Because
5: otherwise, you're kind of contributing to the ignorance of adults. That's right. Hey, Janice, I've I got yeah. a question for you. So in, in the state of Tennessee, and I, I don't think most people know this, and the only reason I know it is because when I was trying to help Manchester get a, a another hospital, and so I was an integral part of the application uh, because the state of Tennessee, actually the state government controls the amount of hospital beds in the state of Tennessee, is that correct?
8: That is correct. It's called um, a a need, a a CON. That's right. You you have to get uh, permission, and if they say that no, there's already adequate beds in that area, then you can't have a certificate of need. You can't have that con. Uh, it, it, that's kind of ironic that it's
1: called a con, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> but my but my
5: question my question leading up to that is, uh, and like I said, we, uh, before you joined, we were talking about everybody that's pushing this fear of this COVID has something to sell you. Uh, that's right. And that's now, right. but if you go to the actual Tennessee .dot gov website, and currently this was done uh, just as of today. So as a far available floor beds, hospital beds in the state of Tennessee, actually right now today, 9% of the beds are available. So that means 9% of the beds are empty. Now listen, that is of 970, which means that is how many the hospitals are staffed. Of the ones that are staffed, there's 9% available. But there is actually, on the certificate of need by the state government, there are 11,211 beds in the state of Tennessee. So that means that realistically, when you look at that, about 80% of the beds that are on certificate of need are available should we need them. They're They're just not staffed, and they're not staffed because there's not a real need for them. Now, that's exactly. all this data is coming off the state website, so available ICU beds, 10% of the available ICU beds are empty right now, and that's out of 206. But on the certificate of need, there are actually two thousand and thirty-three ICU beds it in the state. does mean that
8: they're playing with the numbers, Keith.
5: Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey,
4: Janice, listen. You'll be happy oh, to know, my se- goodness. Se- Senator Bowling. You'll be happy yes. to know that I have just fed into the shredder the hate letter that I was about to send you for not wearing your mask. <laughs> just, just to put you at ease, uh, uh, all about it. I would
8: love you anyway. I, I, <laughs> I, I just. I would say, bless your
4: heart. <laughs> Ab, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, but there's, a, there's something about the vaccine thing, too. I saw a, a, a video on YouTube with Megan Kelly, and it was about a, a family that had a real tragedy. The, the husband was a chemist, the wife a, a professional of some kind, and they're a science-oriented family, and they thought it was their duty to go and go ahead and get the vaccine. Well, on the way from home from the, the vaccination... The wife started to complain about uh, a bad feeling at the injection site. and spread down the arm into the fingers. Uh, the next day, she was experiencing foot drop. In other words, there was something seriously neurological going on. This poor woman ended up so sound sensitive that she had to wear hearing protection constantly, had to go into a dark room, was bedridden. She couldn't walk anymore. This this was a, a Guillain-Barré type reaction on steroids, yeah. yeah. And but the, my point is the point I'm coming to, there are people who have been hurt by this vaccine in mm-hmm. yeah. numbers that would have absolutely stopped in its tracks vaccines that were being used like 20 years ago. Yes, it would the end of story.
5: 20
4: years ago. Now, no, years ago. no, no, actually
5: stopped this very one. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. now SARS.
4: Yeah. yeah, but now look. Anybody that wants to take the vaccine that feels like they need it, we still say, you go for it. That's your decision. You pray about it. You talk to your doctor about it. You make your decision on that. That's right. yeah, and we don't want to take anybody, uh, take away from somebody something that might help them or save them, but we're telling them there are other options. And in <clears throat> addition to or instead of, you know, look at these options.
3: Yeah. Now, that's a great point, Doc. It, yeah. You know, one of the things that, you're saying in that is is we've had a standard that's been tried and true as to how we develop things, how we test yeah. things, yeah. how we see how yeah. safe it is. And that standard has completely been thrown out the window. It's yes. not even that's it's not even close to the way we've approached this type of situation in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no reasonable explanation as to why.
4: But but Keith has been sort
8: except of great, the money. Keith, yeah. the money. Keith, Keith and, is and the biggest transfer of wealth from middle class America to, uh, to Big Pharma and to NIH, right. uh, we're talking trillions of dollars because the shots aren't free. We're right. paying for it. Right. And, and we don't even know what we're paying for each
4: But one. you know, Keith, Janice, Keith has been has been leading up to this sort of. We started with a two-week trial balloon lockdown. Oh, we mm. do this two-week lockdown, we're going to be okay. This has turned into a two-year uh, jaunt into, um, I guess what you might call a medical martial law Yes. You know, uh, an attempt at, uh, at, at real serious totalitarian type.
8: Discrimination, tyranny. Oh, it's been tyranny and discrimination, not based on science, not based on medicine. Right. And those states that have been brave enough, um, and, and of course you think of Texas and Florida immediately, mm-hmm. where they have uh, pushed back and rejected and said we're not doing that in this state, they actually are much better off than a lot of the states that have gone in total lockdown, because you're also then suppressing your own immune system and decreasing your oxygenation when you wear the mask.
4: Right on. You stay and
8: inside, breathing the dry air.
4: Right on. Uh, and let, let me yeah. make, let me mention something else too, and that's a group of doctors called the FLCCC. Uh, Frontline doctors, yes. Yes. Yeah. With the alternatives on COVID. They've got some really heavy hitters. I mean people well qualified. And the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, a uh-huh. group that you know that I met with once and, and know some of the people there, I'll tell you, they, they have got alternatives. They have been terribly yes. suppressed, unfairly suppressed. And in America, that's just not right.
8: Well, in, in Tennessee, the Medical Licensure Board had adopted the Federal Licensure Board rule that if anyone gave out disinformation or misinformation or treated COVID in a way they didn't think appropriate. Now, I think, see how vague that is, because disinformation is in the eyes of the beholder. As Thank I said, you me. can always have your opinion, but you can't have your facts. And when you have facts that these frontline doctors have been treating patients, uh, you know, Fauci and others have treated no one during this time. But these people have actually gotten out there and immediately did what medical people had done forever, Look at what's working, what's not working, is there anything that's already FDA approved we could try. Some doctors saw in Africa that there was an absence of deaths. They they went to investigate why, found out because they take ivermectin like we take Atoms. And and it turned out that it has uh, antimicrobial and antibacterial properties to it. And it was actually uh eliminating the covid virus now let's go back to the fact that any and every coronavirus is going to morph every 10 hours they morph and with each morph, they become more contagious they're trying to survive as a virus but they become less lethal Mm because they don't want to kill all their hosts exactly so when you get a coronavirus that's morphing Uh, I had heard from one of the top virologists in the United States a liberal woman and she said for anyone to think you can chase a coronavirus with a shot that is the definition of ignorance. They don't understand a coronavirus. Uh, She said I would not take that shot for any reason. She said because you cannot chase a coronavirus. It's going to morph by the time they decide what they're going to put in the quote unquote prophylactic shot because it's still not a vaccine. They still have not isolated. We've asked uh, CDC if they've ever done it. They haven't isolated this virus, so we've been told. So, you know, all the pictures on TV with all the things floating around, all that's optics. It was there immediately. It was imagery. It was frightening. It was fear inducing. And we were told it was everywhere and it was going to kill everybody. Everything communist China told us initially, use a vent, you got a mask, all these things medically and scientifically have been proven to be bold-faced lies. And China has profiteered off of this incredibly. Yep. And so I've just said a whole lot of segmented, fragmented things, but it all adds up to the fact that people who have studied it and taught with America's frontline doctors, extremely credible Uh, pathologists, pulmonologists, cardiologists, these doctors who are established, have written papers on this, have been suppressed and depressed and ostracized and sued by big pharma and big medicine and big hospitals.
4: Let, Let me jump in with this real quick, Janice. In the Kennedy book, I know you probably remember this. If a therapeutic is available, that suppresses the right to do vaccines. Sure it's illegal
8: so for them to put anything out as a EUA if there EUA. is already an FDA-approved product that can address the medical need. And immediately, if you remember when President Trump said hydroxychloroquine, mm-hmm. and everybody went apoplectic, and they said he's trying to get you to put Clorox in your body. You yeah. know, I mean, they tried to mock and make fun, but he had discovered in certain countries same way with ivermectin hydroxychloroquine uh was used off label for a lot of things and uh when you looked at the ability for hydroxychloroquine azithromycin ivermectin the all of these different medical interventions are fda approved all of them are used off label a label is pretty much what it's advertised to use for But there are many other applications and implications. And when you are using those successfully, then legally, nothing should have received the EUA.
5: Hey, Janice, the the question, don't you find it odd that the federal government is going to mandate through OSHA that you either take the vaccine or test regularly? And and that's just a way of discriminating and shaming you and wear a mask. Yep. But... If you do that, uh, do you realize that if you were to have somebody die of the vaccine, that also becomes a workplace death, and and you are you can be sued under workers' comp. That, that's so.
8: Head your, they're winning and tells you're losing. Yeah, that's right. It's just yeah. crazy. It, well, and you know the courts have already ruled that that's unconstitutional. Yeah, they cannot do that, and they greatly exceeded any authority that OSHA has. Uh, because they have no authority over medical interventions like this uh, that are things that are going to affect your body um, in in very long-lasting ways. I mean, at the workforce, you can have to wear a hard hat. You can have to wear steel-toed shoes. You're comparing apples to oranges when you say that's equal to a shot that changes your DNA.
5: Um, Hey, but Janice, all those terms is in the future as far as legislation, so... Uh, Tennessee is one state that we actually have uh, our own OSHA, which is TOSHA, but we yes. have but we have agreed to follow one of the federal guidelines. As legislators, are you are you guys uh, looking at uh, at putting something? Because you can actually separate from that federal OSHA uh, as you a can, state, correct?
8: Well, you can. What you can do, you pre, you have to present your own plan that is. Uh, will accomplish the end goal, and our TOSHA, we have been working closely with them with GovOps, and they are definitely doing that. And they recognize what we think is correct in Tennessee. And I don't want to throw them under the bus, but these are Tennesseans, right, and right, and yeah. they do have some sense. And plain talk is easy understood. Great. Right, so right. Uh, we are we're you know separating to, and having to do it according to what the plan is in Tennessee. Uh, Also, but that has already been shown, and and he's already lost several court cases. This scam, con, treasonous attack, you can go as, as heavy as you want to in describing it, against the people of the United States, and then in many cases, the money trail where people and businesses were paid if they complied with this, that, or the other, which had nothing to do with science or safety or medicine. Yep. But had something to do with line up, shut up, and we'll give you some money. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, and that has been such a disappointment to see businesses that have bought into that willing to uh, be party to, to stealing. constitutional rights but let's go back to this let's just make this right now if you go in and in tennessee during session i carried two bills one that prohibited public or private entities from requiring the shot the other prohibited uh, uh, the passport i could not get it through the health committee without stripping out the private they said that's not right to do it to private businesses We shouldn't regulate them. I said, I beg your pardon? It's called Commerce and Insurance, the Department of Commerce and Insurance, and we regulate businesses licensed to do business in the state of Tennessee 24-7. Is that right, Keith? That's right. And so what are you talking about? We shouldn't regulate. We're saying they cannot destroy a person's constitutional, protected, God-given right. So we're not telling them that... They can't say you gotta wear shoes to come into our eating establishment, or you gotta have a shirt on to be served. I mean, we're not talking about extraneous things like that. We're talking about a personal, medical, long-lasting decision.
5: Well, Janice, I'll and, give you a prime example of that. Is so, you, you know, when the when the right to carry firearms, the uh. And it, it was at one time, I, you know, I think I disagreed with some of the legislators. Because, so, you know, I didn't want people to bring guns into work. Every now and then yeah. we'll, we'll fire one. And, and, and I would at least like him to drive down the road a little while and think about it before <laughs> he comes back and shoots me. But, uh, but, uh, but, you know, we were actually told that our people have a right uh, to have a safe safe passage to work because they're driving on state State roads, and so mm-hmm. even though you could uh, limit them on bringing a gun into your facility, you could not limit them on having a gun in their car. That's right, and and, and uh, so hassle. so we do. What you're saying is through the commerce. If they're you, you know, if you've got a road that runs into your place, you are under some kind of state control, whether you like it or not. hmm Yeah, and,
8: and and so there are all kinds of regulations like you're describing there, and that i have almost reconsidered <clears throat> what i think on that 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 um people who are carrying a gun or whatever for personal protection um that that is the second amendment yeah, and yeah. In, in a business uh, there can be regulations or, or safety issues or whatever like you can tell people you can't carry your. Your uh, cell phone to your workstation. You've got to leave it in your locker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are reasons for that as well. It's a distraction, a major distraction. So, but the point is that you're making that the, I agree with entirely. The state regulates businesses. That's right. And so when the state would allow a business to infringe on something that's uh, sacrosanct in America, already set a law, that your personal autonomy over your body and your medical choices are between you and your doctor. Uh, And and there are some of them that are just your decision. You can't let the state give businesses license to do business in the state of Tennessee the ability to come within our state and trample the God-given constitutionally protected rights of the people. Absolutely, that's my point.
3: Absolutely. No, and that's a, and that's a great point. And that's, and that's one of the themes we keep coming back to, or at least try to, with the show, is at the end of the day, the decision should be between you and your doctor. Um, at the end of the day, you know, if you want to take a vaccine, great. If you don't, that's okay, too. But um, this idea of, of being forced to do something that's so personal and can lo- have a long-lasting effect, it should be your choice.
4: To people who are just tuning in, let's remind them we're talking with Senator Janice Bowling. Yes. So she has she has the wherewithal and the background and she at the position to to talk authoritatively on this, and we're sure glad to have her here with us. Yes. But we're, I've got a dear friend, and he and I are in total disagreement on vaccine. He thinks Dr. Fauci is uh, the greatest thing that ever happened and, and this sort of thing. And you know what? I love this guy. And I want everything. I want everything to go well for him. I want him to be able to make his own decisions. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the things where we kind of we kind of argue because we have had the the right to make those decisions threatened, as you as we've talked previously. But I keep coming back to this: the mandates, the forced compliance, this sort of it thing takes, that all do, of yeah, that does not work for everybody, Janice, mm-hmm. because there's some people that will die from a vaccine that doesn't suit them, that is not right for them, and they're going to be forced to take that? That's a virtual death sentence for people Mm -hmm. who are highly allergic, perhaps, to the culture medium on which the vaccine or the product is developed. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, I say that sort of abstractly because this may not be specific to the COVID vaccine, but there's a similarity there in that it is experimental, and in some of the bad reactions, incidentally, some of which have been, suppressed they're not talked yeah. about the covid vaccination of the vaccination reporting of the virus system yeah. it's yeah. so cumbersome and it takes so long to do the uh, doctors have not even been reporting
2: yeah. Yeah,
4: they've not been
3: reporting it yeah. Yeah. What's a, hey janice will, will you touch on some of the stories that you've heard um you know in regards to reporting adverse effects with the vaccine and some of the things that you just you've some of the conversations you've had with different individuals
8: uh, I've had conversations on a regular basis with different individuals. There's a gentleman in Franklin County who uh, took the shot because he needed to be a caregiver for his elderly mother and, that, you know, we're told, you got to do it, you got to do it. And so this was before, this was early on, and, and he was of an age where he was able to take it, you know, in those first groups that were taking it. Well, he uh, when he woke up three weeks later, um, he was in the hospital uh, he had had an anaphylactic shock to the, yeah. the shot as it turned out after several weeks in the hospital they determined that he had had SARS-CoV-1 and his immunity system was still robust and healthy from SARS-CoV-1 that came through 17-18 years mm-hmm. ago
4: imparting some immunity mm-hmm.
8: And if he had natural immunity, which we haven't even discussed in what we're saying, but if it were scientific and, and uh, medically inclined, people with natural immunity actually have an immunity. People who take the shot do not.
3: And That's a, that's and, a great point. Re- real quick, Janice, I was just going to say, um, you know, just so people understand, historically, natural immunity has always been considered the gold standard. Yep. You know, the gold so, standard. So when somebody yeah. develops a vaccine, their goal is to get as close to natural immunity as humanly possible yes. because natural immunity is considered the best. But now what we're seeing is, no, natural immunity has no value. Let's get rid of it. Let's not talk about it. Uh, there's nothing uh, to it. And it's just, again, that we've, we've had this standard historically in the way we've approached these things that has just completely been thrown out the window. Uh,
8: Dr. Shapiro, the standard, that was why a vaccination has an attenuated portion of that bacteria or that virus, and and it it gives you a mild case of that disease. It creates that natural immunity within your own body. That's what a vaccination was for. This shot is not bad at all. It does not create anything that's robust or anything that's durable. It is a prophylactic gene therapy shot. And, and so if that's what someone wants to take, rather than taking other tried and proven prophylactics, ivermectin, some people have taken small doses of that on a monthly basis to build up their immunity. It helps. I'm not even sure how that works, but it helps build up the immunity. And I know a, a 90-year-old fellow that said his hips and knees have never felt so better since, <laughs> since he's been taking the ivermectin prophylactically to guard against COVID. Uh, because it has reduced any minute inflammation that has caused him joint pain, if you will. But but the point is, those are personal choices with you and your doctor, and with your research that you're doing, and, uh, and we need to be, we're talking about all of this is a search for truth, and you need to say natural immunity is the most robust and durable uh, protection against it. And when you've got the Fauci and others that are totally disregarding the significant herd immunity now in America because we all know many people who had it and survived it. We had no many people who relied on their immunity so that they had very mild cases when they did have it, but then we've heard the horror tales early on where they said wait essentially to your lips turn blue, then we'll put you in a hospital, give you remdesivir, and put you on a vent. Hey, well, Jean- that that is a, a death warrant there.
4: Absolutely. Hey, Janice, what killed my yeah. father, remdesivir? Hey, Janice, remdesivir, I've got...
8: Remdesivir, they told them in July of 2020, do not use remdesivir. We have found out the risk far outweigh the advantages. It is very dangerous. It can destroy the kidney, thereby shutting down all of your organs. Do not use remdesivir. And the doctor that's the father of the ventilator in America retired to New Hampshire. In April of 2020, he went down to New York to volunteer. When everyone was doing what the Communist Chinese said, they were putting everybody on a vent as a uh, a therapeutic. Vents are not therapeutic. They are last resort. Yep. Hey, Janice. And so that one, Let me finish this one thing. Sure. So that doctor, when he went to New York, he immediately told them, You are killing people with the vent. 85 to 95% of the people who died in New York, he said, died because of the vent, not from COVID. And all of that to say, we've learned, but they're not allowing in America doctors to practice medicine by giving their patients what they know will cure this corona.
4: Janice, the never-ending pandemic, the never-ending pandemic, the Fauci flu, as some call it, the reason, three words, mail-in ballots. uh, Mail-in ballots. Mm -hmm. There's something very suspicious (laughs) going on in our political system related to COVID, and so I just offer that as a... As a, little, uh, a lot of <laughs> a people little have
8: said that's the ticket to corruption within the political. So my concern early on was that this was an asymmetrical, biological, psychological, economical, and political warfare launched on our country by Communist China with the assistance, evidently, of the swamp.
4: Would you say that again, please? I want to write that down. Please say that again. <laughs>
8: This was a biological, economic, psychological, political warfare, asymmetrical warfare from communist China to our country, and they had some facilitation and accommodation and collaboration, evidently, with NIH, which I'll say I said the swamp, but let's just go ahead and say NIH because this gain of function was funded with American tax dollars and beyond
4: yeah. yeah. Hey, a guy who worked for the CIA, he said, he said, this is what you call a regime change.
8: It is. It absolutely was intended to be. And I think, though, uh, because it's not the uh, inclination of Americans to line up and shut up. <laughs> And, right. and so we do investigate things, and we do think because we are a government unique in the world, with a government of the people, by the people, for the people. And this has gotten the people more engaged in government than they have been in a while, and it's good. That's it's a people, great
5: point.
8: There yeah, may be a good side effect good to this. It's not a spectator sport. You've got to stay involved.
5: Hey Janice, do you, do you think there's a chance that there will ever be reparations against China?
8: If I only had five minutes, as King of the World, <laughs> that would be big-time reparations. I, I think that what's going to happen, uh, we've got to get back. We've got this ship of state that we've got to right again in America. Yeah. Uh, I, I truly, I have called for a forensic audit of the 2020 election for the presidency and for uh, congressional offices in the state of Tennessee. And, and I've gotten hate mail on that, but I've gotten a lot of thank yous, too, uh, because I think we've got to find out where ground zero is. We've got to, we cannot allow another election to be corrupted with the mail-ins and the, yeah. and the multiple addresses. There was, in Tennessee, there was one house that had 10 people registered in that house and 140 votes Came out of that address wow uh, we have had people researching doing the algorithms that are necessary to determine if there had been any uh, corruption manipulation of the electronic portion of the elections and I'm going to tell you this is not anything against any of the your county election commissions and administrators these people run a tight ship But what they can't control is once it becomes digital.
5: Yep. And if you have an
8: algorithm in there, uh, what has happened, we did eight counties looking using this algorithm called a key that they have determined by checking out the uh, age distribution, the uh, uh, male, female age, all sorts of things. They created this curve to see. And when they put each county's vote against this one key that they determined and figured out, um, every every county had the very same curve, which tells you that is not organic.
1: Mm.
8: That was done by an algorithm.
4: Hey, Janice, let me yeah. let me offer this. Keith, Keith wondered about reparations from China. I wonder if there will ever be reparations uh, to Americans who were harmed by media suppression of therapeutics which taken in timely fashion could have kept them from dying of COVID. I wonder if yeah. there'll ever be a I've heard people asking about this. Shouldn't there be a class action suit against people in the media who terrorized, misinformed, suppressed information? What well, you know, maybe there ought to be some media reparations. And
8: and, and there's um one of my grandchildren said, Nana I know what the Bible says about vengeance. <laughs> and, and I think we have more than vengeance here. We have in America the expectation of justice. Yeah. And justice would require that those who have, uh, intentionally participated in the death of thousands, tens of thousands of Americans and the, uh, the adverse reactions caused by this shot, as Keith said, yep. many people have developed autoimmune issues. Many people have had developed heart issues. Yep. Many people have developed uh, multiple negative effects from the shot. And there are others who took it. It, it was no more than drinking a Coke or something. I mean, it, yeah. it seemed to have had no adverse affection, but people well,
1: uh, for, for not
8: know.
4: For heaven's sake. For heaven's yeah. sakes, Janice, the Kennedy book, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. comes out and says that 500,000 people, 500,000 Americans died because the therapeutics were suppressed in order yes. to fund this vaccine. That's right. 500,000 right. Americans died as a direct result of the suppression of therapeutics that taken early on in the proper amounts and with their other drugs in, right. in conjunction. Could have saved them,
3: and that's the heartbeat. That's the heartbeat of this show is that's just right. to get all the cards on the table so people can make right. good decisions. Because I mean, that five hundred thousand people, even if that's only half right,
5: but it think about this. Food for thought. The food for thought right here. Just remember, if you if you are from China, look what you did. You sent a virus over here. You, so you sent the virus, you know, and what happened? You had ninety million people wearing a mask from China. So just imagine you sent a respiratory virus to the United States and everybody put on a respiratory mask made from China. Follow me. Yeah. So so just hang around the next time if you think this one hit. <laughs>
8: that's well, a that's a business. But, but we gotta let me, let we gotta stop we gotta stop. But you know <laughs> you, the, the thing is the suppression of those therapeutics that were used internationally very successfully and used by doctors at the peril of losing their license in America. You can, that, our medical association, uh, the the licensure boards, they, in Tennessee, they took down what they had put up regarding that they were going to investigate any doctor that gave out misinformation. So they've taken it down because we let them know
3: that there was going to be a price to pay. He's going to pull was, the uh, plug. Yeah, it's, 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 a
8: price. Well,
3: hey, Senator uh, Bowling, thank you so much for joining us. They're getting ready to pull the plug, so I've got to uh, to close out. Um, but thank really, you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. And I just want to thank everybody here for joining us. Um, I think it was a fantastic show. I think it has given people a lot to think about. And just at the end of the day, to circle back around with the themes, it should be between you and your doctor, whether your you take decision. a vaccine, a blood thinner, a vitamin Absolutely. supplement, whatever. You need to do what you're comfortable with. And we just sincerely hope that everybody stays healthy and safe. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.
1: WZ1X Radio, Cowan, Tennessee
3: who
6: often
8: crossed the aisle to get things done in Congress. Former President Clinton and former Vice President Mike Pence, among the many, gathered at the National Cathedral in Washington. The President says today's inflation report is proof that his social spending plan needs to pass. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal has this live.
7: Lisa, the Labor Department says the latest increase in consumer prices from October to November means prices in November were 6.8% higher Then last November, it's the biggest year over year increase in nearly 40 years. President Biden said in a state.
1: nothing to within eight
0: and with a chance to tie in the closing second
2: why are the doctors promoting this if i mean if, if there's a problem i mean if there's a concern with this like they all get the, they get the shot they get the shot uh they say hey you need to get the shot but why why is there such controversy about the
3: shot that's a great question so why is there such controversy around the shot
0: And nothing to within eight, and with a chance to tie in the closing second. I mean, this, not
4: to mention the social, uh, psychological, mental, emotional, spiritual consequences of that kind of thing. If
8: you got to wear it, then you just don't go to that store.